Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Making Learning Special, where we discuss everything from parenting tips and strategies to early childhood development, all the way to the realities of parenthood. I'm your host, Madonna Laza-Smith, and with me is my co-host and husband, Zach Smith. So the holiday is amongst us, guys. So for today's episode, we'll be talking about my top five toys and toy alternatives for toddlers. So it was hard to narrow down five things because I, I love talking about items that you can use for development and how it's um, why it's helpful for development but I nar narrowed it down to my five tried and true items and I'm going to just give you guys a little bit of background of um, some of these things that I'm talking about so why am I picking these items and what are the alternatives I'm an early interventionist a speech language pathologist my specialty is working with children from zero years old till birth through five years old so or zero to three but basically zero to five is my specialty pediatrics is overall um, who I work with and when I was working um, more so in home therapy they Initially, when I was a new therapist, I would bring ba a bag with me with a bunch of really fun toys, right? And I'm sure other therapists still do this, but what I have learned throughout the years and what is actually recommended within our profession as early interventionists is not to bring a toy bag when we go to in-home therapy. And why is that? It's because we can use what they already have at home and it doesn't feel like after that hour is up that we're taking our bag of toys like Mary Poppins and leaving um, with our toys and not leaving the parents anything. So what we, uh, what basically is recommended nowadays is to not have any toys really, unless you're probably doing an assessment and you need certain specific things or bring things that the parents and the families can keep. So things that I would laminate, for example, or things that I would make and par parents and families can keep it at their house and use that even outside of therapy. But I still love toys. I still use a lot of them for therapy and with ACE, and I know that sometimes there's a lot of different options for toys and we could always find other alternatives to them. That's why I wanted to do a combination of these are fun toys and they're awesome, but you don't always have to have these toys. A main thing that I want you guys to take away from this is that it's not the toy that makes the interaction. It is you that makes the interaction with your child. Whatever you're playing with, whether it's a remote control or a water bottle, it is whatever you make of the interaction. It's not necessarily the, um, the newest high-tech toy out there, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I'm, so guys, uh, I'm here. Hello. Uh, <laughs> this episode, but this episode is just a list of Madonna's top five toys for therapy. Obviously, I'm here just to pretend like she's talking to a client's parent or something, because obviously this is her recommendations, not mine. So I'm here just kind of listening. And uh, yeah, so go ahead, man. I don't really have much to say here because you're the expert in this regard. And I'm just gonna listen and maybe we'll buy one of these things for Ace. Oh, we already have most of these things. That's why. I oh, like them. all right. Never mind. I'm here to just <laughs> listen. 
Well, before we even go to the top five, I do want to say thanks, Zach, for being here, because actually today, Zach wasn't going to be here. That's why I was all like, hmm, what is a topic that I can talk about for days and days and days with me just talking without a dialogue with Zach? Because he was actually, he's pretty busy. He is um, launching his supplement line pretty soon, guys. If I ever advertised anything, I know I've been throwing out like things or throwing um not necessarily brands that you guys, but like certain materials and stuff. But this would be my first official advertisement of um, what is it? Of it's a shameless plug. <laughs> okay, that's what you call it. So back mm -hmm. to Alpha. So Zach is launching his supplement line really soon. And I'm really proud of him. And he's working hard on it with, uh, aside from other projects that he has. And he still made the time to come join us during this podcast. So I just want to yeah. thank him. For Hello, guys. I'm here. <laughs> and you know i know this is a different different topic and uh dip, different flat platform but his supplement line is definitely science proven no bs and i'm looking forward to basically um seeing how it, it unravels yeah man we're here to help the kids and uh i'm here to help the adults because obviously, guys, this, these, these supplements are for adults, okay? They're not for kids. They're oh, yes. not for kids. Completely separate project. Um, and Madonna was saying that I wasn't going to be here. I did not know that. All I heard was we're recording in five minutes. And I'm like, okay. So uh, <laughs> here I am. I didn't know that that was an option. So either I didn't hear that or you're lying to me. Um, anyways, let's continue. I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So I'm just going to start off. Number one, one of my tried and true toys is if you see this recording and it's a video, you'll see what I'm talking about. The soft box that you could probably get on Amazon and something alike. It's a soft box that has a bunch of different things inside it and it has pictures on it. I'm trying to explain it because, you know, if you're listening to po the podcast, you can't see it, but maybe Zach can help explain. Let me, it. let me, let me, let me describe this. Okay. So for those of you listening to me, I'm sure Madonna will put links inside the show notes so that you can cl click on it and see it for yourself. But what Madonna is holding up right now, for those of you that are listening strictly on audio, it is a cube, a cube that says what's inside or asks what's inside. And there's a bunch of different pictures on every single side. And when you put your on, on top, there's like a little slit where you can put your hand inside. When you put your hand inside, when you take an, a random object out, it will be an object that is actually labeled or listed on one of the sides. But 3D. So obviously it's flat on the box, but when you pull it out, it's a three-dimensional um, replica of the picture that's actually on the cube itself. Thank you for that explanation, Zach. So it's a little toy box. It's shaped like a cube, like Zach said. I like it because it's soft, right? So you could wash items inside it. It's great for babies as well. And it practices um, really basic skills like pulling items out, matching objects. And it's very simple, but I like it because it could be multi-purpose. Literally, you can put tissue papers in here. Um, clean ones, of course, and babies can take them out or cloths and baby and your toddler can take them out because for kids, it's actually pretty developmental that they like dumping things out or they like to just um, take everything out. So that would be a fun um, fun toy for them. And also it's um, for older toddlers and older preschoolers, you could play the guessing game, right? I feel, uh, talk about descri um, describing words and textures. I feel something that is smooth. Um, it feels like it might, um, it knows how to hop. You know, you could talk about that. It's green, it says ribbit. What do you think it is? It's a frog, things like that. So, um, so this is a great this is a great tool to practice gross motor skills as well as develop cognition. 
um, gross motor, no, of not necessarily gross motor, gross motor or big body movements. Okay. Well, I mean, well, I mean like the act act of pulling things out or pouring it out and all that stuff would be gross motor, right? Well, like I said, and and of course, correct me if I'm wrong, because I just want to make sure that people understand like these are your five favorite toys, but this is also why and what it's going to do for your child if you use it appropriately. So that's kind of why I'm asking this. So if I'm wrong, then, then good, good. Correct me. What would this do in terms of helping a child develop? What would it do? It would help with language because of vocabulary, and okay. it, uh, it's more fine motor, maybe eye hand, um, eye hand coordination. And when is it considered? But is it considered fine motor if it's hand eye coordination? If they're putting their hand into a slit and they can't even see what they're really doing, they just kind of go in there and grab like a claw machine. Grabbing the fine motor action. Ah, gotcha. So yeah. fine motor. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, it, uh, it also goes with cognition because you're matching. And then when they're older, when you're playing the guessing game, right? So there's a lot of language. There's a lot of um, cognitive skills going on here. That is the main thing with this toy. And then I talked about alternatives to a toy like this, right? We're talking about the holiday season. You guys are looking for presents. um, And these are even great for birthdays. But an alternative to a toy like this would literally be a box that you can cut out a hole and maybe draw pictures out on them. You don't even have to draw pictures on them, but use a box. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Your child can color tissue on Tissue box. box. Yeah, a tissue box. Kleenex box. box. Any type of box. Yeah. yeah, and that's another great alternative to it. For my number two, these are nesting boxes or nesting cups. Next, Nesting boxes or nesting cups are different size cups or um, different size boxes and cubes that you can use to stack up and you can use to nest you see this zach did i explain that correctly yeah so what each one do you want to describe which one is it specific or just anything that's nesting nesting and stacking Okay, so nesting and stacking. So those of you, you guys all know, if you're an adult, you guys know those Russian uh, nesting dolls, right? Where there's just that little lady with a little hood looking thing on her head. And when you pop it off, there's a smaller one. And then you pop it off, there's a smaller one. And it keeps going till you get a tiny little one in the little or in the middle. That's what Madonna's talking about when she says these nesting cups or these next nesting boxes. So, okay, Madonna, nesting, that is cool because... That now that seems to start getting into the realm of order of operations almost, right? Because you can't stack everything all at once. Some things will fit, some things won't. So how is this going to help their child develop? So this has to do a lot with problem solving and cognition, Mm. right? They're trying to figure out and patience too. They're trying to figure out what's going to go in what and um, seeing their tolerance level. Some kids, they might be sticking to it a bit longer or some kids are like, forget it. I don't wanna do this anymore, right? But it's helping them be more patient and figuring out and problem solving. It's an early math skill for children. And also it's used as an open-ended toy. So an open-ended toy is you can use it in different ways. You You don't only have to stack it and nest it. You could pretend it's a cup. You could pretend it's a house when it's cubes. You could pretend it's a train. So there's different ways that you can expand your um, your play with these different things and flexibility. So I'll tell you guys a story too. When I was back in grad school, one of my um, professors was saying, "What what can you do to be creative in your therapy sessions? Can you go in a therapy session um, that is 30 minutes long or an hour long 
with just a book? How can you um, create different goals for your client given just one item? So I always took that into consideration when I'm looking at different toys and different items, right? How can we hit different areas of development? So another alternative to these nesting cups and nesting toys they're literally Tupperwares and cups and different size containers in your house. When I go to home visits and see my clients and some of them might not have nesting cups, we could literally still use these same concepts with the things that they already have at home. You could use pots and pans. Um, literally, I have like Tupperwares here to show oh, yeah, you. Tupperware is a good one. Yeah. How can you nest it? How can you stack it up? You don't need anything fancy is what I'm trying to tell you guys. Yes, these toys are fun. Yes, I like showing you guys all these um, things, but you don't need anything fancy. You could hit the similar um, developmental goals with the things that you have at home. Cool. I looked it up too, by the way. It's called, I think, Matryoshka dolls. Those are the ones, the Russian nesting dolls. I, I was curious as to what the name was because I know it's something fancy and, and, and it is. <laughs> so, all right, cool, cool. Number three, what do we got? Number three are board puzzles for the young kids. So there's so many different types of puzzles where you could take um, the little pieces off and um, put them on the right place. And they're called board puzzles. Right. And I'm showing you the one that Ace loves. It has a bunch of trucks on it. Um, and then all he has to do is take one out. He could put it wherever it goes. He could play with the pieces. And um, they have animals. They have ones that have more pieces, ones that have less pieces, ones that have knobs and ones that are more chunky. There's literally a bunch of variety for them, for that. And why I like this one and why I chose it as number three is because, again, it's multi-purpose. You can use it for language. You can use it for problem solving, figuring out where the item needs to go. There are early skills that our kids need to practice and develop, right? Fine motor, because they need to know how to grasp the items and, um, I um, I hand coordination, knowing where the items go. Yeah. Okay, cool. So so just to describe the board that you're looking at again for the people that aren't watching this, it is a board where there's a scene like the one that Madonna's specifically holding up is a bunch of construction vehicles, and the board is essentially a construction site with a bunch of different construction vehicles, and you can take out the construction vehicles and then put them back in in a depressed part of the of the of the piece so that it fits in. So I, so this is good for cognition, right? Madonna, because this is essentially finding commonalities, matchmaking, matchmaking and finding what fits where, right? So yeah, no, that's, 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 that's pretty cool. There's so, so many ways that you can do this. So right. many, or you could have different board, um, you could have different board um, puzzles on the table, for example, take out the pieces and have your child um, put, you know, the animals go together, the vehicles go right. together. The foods go together. It's so, like step uh, step one of a kid learning how to solve a puzzle, right? This is like the most basic way to start solving a puzzle is put the put the piece where it fits. And there's it's even a cheat sheet because it's drawn into the depressed part. All they have to do is match the piece they're holding with the, the picture that's there. So it's like an easy way to start the matchmaking process. You can even introduce this to babies. You know, they might yeah. be chewing on it, but they're just learning and they're being introduced to it. Similar with books, right? They're not reading it. They might be looking at pictures and might be chewing on the books, but you're introducing them to it. You're showing them this is um, this is a book. 
So that's what board puzzles are. And another alternative for board puzzles, of course, is cutting up pictures in a magazine or printing out pictures, um, printing out pictures and having two printouts of them so you can match them. There's literally endless ways to um to have an alternative for puzzles. Another one is because Zach pointed out the the problem solving part and knowing that the pieces need to be upright or they need to fit a certain way is going back again to different types of containers. Putting containers out there, opening them up for your child and they have to match which lid goes where. Mm. That's really another way to think of it um, that you're hitting the same skills. I didn't even think about that. So you can nest them or you could teach them how to match the appropriate size lids with the appropriate size Tupperware. Huh? Multi-purpose. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta get creative, you know. Sometimes. Nah, yeah, yeah. People, people overlook the basics, right? It's crazy. Like I wouldn't even. I mean, I, I we play with random things with Ace all the time, but like on the spot, like now that you're bringing these things up, I'm like, oh yeah, I never thought about utilizing that for this. There's so many ways that things could be used in so many ways to help with different parts of development it's it's actually pretty cool when you actually really really sit and think about it it's so easily overlooked because when you want to your kid to play with something it's like okay buy him a freaking toy buy him this buy him that you want him to get better at a game buy the game you want him to get better at a puzzle buy him a puzzle but you never realize that you can create and you can replicate and mimic puzzles with just pieces in your house that have to match together you know maybe dude do hey, here's a good one we're gonna teach ace how to match madonna by matching our socks. So he I can do our that. laundry. Post about that, a video about Let's that. Let's make him do our laundry. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. yeah exactly. Yes. No, that's, that. a, that's a life hack. He could do all of our laundry. Like, <laughs> Ace, can you match where dad's boxers go? Which drawer? <laughs> no, the... <laughs> we do that in the kitchen. He hops um, with a dishwasher, right? He puts the spoons away, knowing where um, where the spoons and forks go. There's a lot of different things that you guys are probably already doing at home or things that you're already targeting with actual routine activities. Practical from- application. So the toys and the play that you're doing right now transfer transfer directly into practical application, like putting the spoons away and putting socks away and all that good stuff. Yeah. Now st- yeah. the dots are starting to connect. The dots are starting to connect. Yeah. Now we can start getting Ace to do more around the house, but not exactly. making a mess or things that are cleaning. <laughs> okay, so this actually brings me to my number four. This brings me to pretend play toys. So meaning like um, miniature things are really cute. Melissa and Doug, that brand, I love it because they have a lot of fun little miniature things, right? They have, you, you've guys seen the play kitchens and the pretend mops, pretend vacuums, those miniature toys. I love those. There's so many of them. I couldn't narrow that one thing down. So I just said, pretend play toys because they mimic routine, real life, daily things. And they are working on a adaptive self-help skills and basically um, independence around the house. You can work on social skills with them. You can work on team building, teamwork, creativity, a lot of things that you could do with pretend um, pretend play toys. I'm talking about um, pretend foods, uh, pretending to cook, you know, and uh, you could also what else? I'm trying to think. Other pretend play stuff, Zach, like tools, right? Uh, anything. Screwdriver. Anything. So, so many different things. There's a whole anything. We've had it. We've already talked about this too. Anything can be literally anything. Anything can be anything. So 
Well, this yeah. one is specifically just like little kids, um, miniature items that they have, like their play kitchen and the things in their play kitchen and pretending to be a, a firefighter, different costumes and stuff like that. And another, a great alternative to this is actual items, right? Isn't that a given already? So yep. give them your clothes, you know, and then they could pretend to be mommy and daddy. Uh, don't put Should away it. the costume that they were, um, that they had a couple years ago. I had costumes up for Ace and he's, um, he's learning how to zip zippers up and put the, put things on, take things off. Right. So pretend play toys. They don't necessarily have to be the cute little miniature versions of it. Give them a spatula. Give them a whisk, a real one. Have them really help you in the kitchen. So that would be my number four. And then my number five is a busy board. There's so many different types of busy boards, but here's one I wanted to show you guys. It basically has a bunch of um, different things on it, like zippers and buttons and different types of belts and all these wonderful things. And this hits fine motor skills, again, um, problem solving. It also hits on um, asking for help and initiation when they need help and life skills, right? Learning how to use a button, learning how to use a, a seatbelt, you know, things like that. Um, uh, what are these called? Little buttons for your coat? I don't know. They're like, yeah, they're like, I don't know what you would call those because they're not buttons. They're learning how to tie what shoes. are they? I don't yeah, know. well, I don't know what those would be. Now, see, for those of you not li now listening, you have to watch this because if you don't, or you have to click on the link in the bio because if you don't, you'll never know because I don't know how to describe it. But it's what you use for like a coat, like a winter coat. You know how they have that little wooden piece and you put it through the loop and it kind of holds the, the jacket closed. That's that's what it is, but it's not a button. Yeah, you guys contact us if you guys know what it is because we don't know. If you know what this is? Yes, let us know because I don't know what the heck to call that. And another alternative for this, guys, you literally have this all over your house. You have doorknobs, you have old locks, you have zippers on a jacket. Give that to your child. Hey, can you zip all these jackets up? Give them that task, right? Um, another one that I really love with this, it's not part of the busy board, but kids and toddlers, they love actually, again, taking things out and putting things in old wallets that you have and credit cards that don't work anymore or just inactive cards or gift cards that you could put in an old wallet that keeps them occupied. I've done that with Ace um, on an airplane ride, right? So I would be like, hey, Ace, here's daddy's old wallet. Look, it has cards in it. He would take them out. He would put them in. He would pretend um, that he was buying something that actually keeps him occupied for a while. That would be a version of a busy board. So, hey, um, real fast, I looked it up because I had to know. It oh is called a, a toggle closure. What in the? It's called a horn toggle button or horn toggle closure. Huh. Very random name. I would have never it. known. I know that. <laughs> Me either. I just want to throw out here so we could record it and it will be here forever and ever and ever. So whenever I forget, I'll just go back to this episode. And I'll do the, the inefficient way instead of just Googling Googling it because I did now. And I never want to do that again. <laughs> That's a random what did you name. Put in? Curious. What did she put in the search box? Oh, man. I don't. Uh, button loop to hold coat together. <laughs> That's what I searched. <laughs> all right. All right. So um, so I mentioned all these five things. I'm just going to summarize real fast is um, a soft box. And an alternative to that is just literally 
any type of box, shoe box, tissue box, anything, nesting cups or nesting boxes. Um, and an alternative to that is anything in your kitchen, really, that's different sizes and they can use it to stack, they can use it to nest, and they can use it for um, open play. The third one is board puzzles. Board puzzles and um, alternative for that. Um, is um, cutting pictures in a magazine, printing out pictures. And one really fun one was the, since board puzzles does work on cognition and knowing how to orient um, pieces is Tupperwares and uh, the lids, different types of Tupperwares and knowing which lid goes with what. Number four is any pretend play toys, like, you know, pretend play kitchen stuff and um, pretend dress up. An alternative to that is real life objects that you guys use in your kitchen, in your um, daily, daily lives, right? And the fifth one is a busy board. And an alternative to a busy board, it, again, things that you could find around your house, like zippers, old lock and key and wallet. And um one thing I also want to note is if you guys notice, all these items are very low tech toys. They're very classic toys or low tech. And I want to mention that because um, not that toys with lights and sounds are bad. There's room for them. And if your child likes them, great. But also know that you don't want to compete with those toys that have a lot of lights, that have a lot of sounds. And sometimes they don't have an off button, right? For me, when... With those toys, sometimes I just let it run out of battery, right? Because mm -hmm. for some kids, it's actually very, um, it's like a sensory overload for some of these kids too, right? For some kids that um, they're just pressing buttons, pressing buttons, and they're not even letting the song or the little toy play, or they're just looking at the flashing lights too much. It might just be like a sensory overload. If it can be a sensory overload for you as a parent, it would be um, for your child as well. So um, I mentioned this with the low-tech items, items because it gives you more opportunity to use language and that connection piece with your child. And um, that's what we want to do with items. And the takeaway message, again, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, is that whatever item you use, it's not the item that makes interaction. It is you that makes the interaction with your child. Any other final words, Zach? Nah, man. Click the link. Check it out. Buy it. <laughs> that's it yes and i'm assuming i'm assuming madonna that you're going to be linking this to amazon utilizing your affiliate link so yes this is this will be an affiliate link because that is something that you typically do want to disclose as well but these are also madonna's actual um actual like she actually does like these and she uses this all the time we bring especially that busy book shout out madonna by the way madonna will be launching a busy book in the in the future so just a little yes. bit of sneak peek as to what's to come in year 2023 um, but for the time being, she will link you to some of the things that she truly enjoys herself. And that busy book, like I said, we bring that on the airplane with us all the time whenever we bring Ace on a flight, just to keep him busy, to keep him practicing, to work on his fine, gross, whatever the heck motor skills that it, it develops, fine. depending fine on what it is. Fine motor <laughs> skills. Yes. Fine motor skills and cognition and all that good stuff. So no, my, my, my final thoughts are these are Madonna's actual recommendations. It has nothing to do with the fact that she is going to be dropping an affiliate link because she hardly makes anything off this, to be honest with you, man. It's just really what she likes. But she likes it so much to the point that, like I said, in 2023, we will be launching one ourselves. And then obviously there will be more to come. So just keep an eye out because in 2023, we will be making massive moves to put products out there that will help your child develop to the best of their ability sooner than later. 
Yay. And with that, guys, happy holidays. We'll see you on our next episode. Happy holidays.